You got to salvage a glass of wine, even if there was a bug in it. Well, that's our start. It's like Alanis Morissette. Five, four, three, two, one. Ready, set, go. Five, four, three, two, one. Bug in my red wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we ready? We're ready. Episode number seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we are uh, enjoying uh, our glass of red wine again at the kitchen table. Seems to be deja vu. You, yeah, I don't know if you need to say it every time because I think it's just now assumed. <laughs> well, they don't know. We could have been recording this over a cup of coffee in the morning. I think that it would be, if we ever recorded over the cup of coffee in the morning, that you should note that. But you've noted the red wine the last four episodes. Well, it just seemed like I should comment on it because there was a bug in my red wine. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, anyways, episode seven today, we are going to be talking about um, something we brought up last episode, which was on giving and receiving feedback. It, yeah, we lightly brought that up. And then we also have another question. Okay, so do you want to get to the question first? I think first? the question actually ties in with what we ended the last episode on. We were kind of debating what it means to be... Um, a creative person and we kind of you know we were still working our thoughts out on that so we can use that to answer this question and just take a few minutes to to reflect on what we talked about before and see if we still agree with what we were thinking about yesterday or to amend any of those thoughts and hopefully well so yesterday yesterday was about finding community yeah yeah but it 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 was along it, it touches on or crossed over with although we didn't play monica's question so let's go ahead and do that first okay here's monica's question hey matt and denise this is monica from san antonio got kind of inspired by your first podcast um episode i for me personally fall on denise's side where i don't really think that i'm that much of a creative however i think that i have creative aspects i have good ideas normally i just outsource for um the creative people to produce what's going on in my head but at the same time you I think you said it right Denise that the ideas have to be articulated somehow I guess maybe just kind of get people out of a bubble of thinking that they maybe aren't creative and they're all creative in their own ways what do you think defines a creative person whether it be someone that's an idea person or someone that's an actual doer anything that you think I'd love to hear y'all's opinion Thanks, Mon. We uh, we definitely appreciate you listening and for participating and sending in questions. And um, yeah, uh, we we touched on that, but we didn't. Uh, I don't feel like we really, you know. There's so many things that could define it, right? Um, I don't know, Nisa. What are you What are you thinking? I like the way Monica was talking about how she outsources her ideas to yeah. other people and I think in that right that's a creative because if you know that you have a very specific image in your mind of what you want to create but you don't feel comfortable or you don't know how or you don't know where to start 
then it's great to rely or reach out to people that you know that can. Yeah, so it seems like maybe in the question for Mon, it seemed like you were maybe thinking um, there's a difference in terms of whether or not you're creative based on if you are an ideas person versus being a skills person. And I, in the last episode, what we were starting down the path of was, first off, I think it's either or and both. I, th- I think that that there's people of all from all of those walks that, that, that fall under it, for at least from what I can tell. But we started down the path of saying, or I said that, and this kind of, you got, gave me some pushback on this, Neeser. Uh, I said, I felt like really creative people have something to say. And then I kind of, I, I wasn't sure if that, you know, is necessarily true, but we we came up with an example. We actually laid down and watched. Um, oh my gosh. We watched Lizzo on. The bug uh, is alive. What? <laughs> I put it right there and he's alive still. The cat came back the very next Sorry, day. we got sidetracked Denise is sidetracked by a bug. That bug was um, dead. Anyways, I don't think it was dead. He just I think had a hangover. Was, I think he's super drunk. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, he, so he was swimming in her wine. She pulled it out. <laughs> it's not worth going into. Um, we were watching Lizzo last night on... NPR Tiny Desk Concert. If you guys have not seen Lizzo... You have to watch her on that particular platform. She is amazing. It's only a 17-minute set, and she is on fire from start to finish. Well, so I immediately said to Denise while we were watching, I said, now that girl's got something to say. But then we started looking at all of her bandmates, and her bandmates aren't quite as whatever, what's the word you would use for Lizzo? I want to say charismatic, but they were charismatic. I think they just... They're not quite as explosive as she is. Like she is, and they didn't need. They di- don't. Some people don't need to be the limelight. Yeah, but I, yeah, and so there is a difference. So, but what we decided though was that they also have something to say. But what they were saying was in response to what she says. So if she comes out with a certain lyric and she starts laying that lyric down in her Lizzo way, uh, then your bass guitarist or her bass guitarist starts playing a note or two notes or whatever. And then the electric guitarist plays based on that. And it's, you know, and music's such a cool way to look at people and the different varieties of what it means to be creative because every one of those instruments has something to say in and of itself. In some cases, it's a response to someone, something they heard. But I think in most cases for anyone, even in Lizzo's case, like her, her the words that she's using in these songs she's coming up with, which I, I assume she writes them all, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. she writes them. So these words she's coming up with are her response to sort of living kind of thing. And um, obviously she's super creative, all of that. Uh, but all of those bandmates that were not nearly as sort of um, uh, front and center limelight type people, uh, they were by the same token equally as creative because they were responding to what she was doing, you know? And so it, it's, it's a tough... It's a tough um, thing to describe exactly, but I think that the that I think it has to start, as you said, Monica, with an idea. If it, if there's no idea, then nothing happens. Zero things will get created if there's no idea. So it starts there, and then from there you got to figure out what you need to figure out. Whether you need to learn the skill, 
uh, yourself to be able to make it happen, which is kind of what has happened in my case a lot of times. Like I don't have access to enough money to be able to just get my ideas turned into movies. So I have to like try to learn all the little pieces to, to piece them together to try to make a movie with. Um, and that's always a work in progress. But if you do have access to somebody that could get it done, then you get your idea done and you're no less creative for it, I don't think. Yeah, uh, while you were talking, it actually made me think about all of the topics of the previous episodes are kind of culminating here. Yeah, they're merging one. for sure. So Monica asked, what defines a creative? And the very first episode, we talked about this idea of balance. So part of the balance for you to thrive as a creative, and when I say you, I mean you, Matthew, oh, right? Me, okay. Yeah, you. Part of the reason why you thrive as a creative is because you do, because of our partnership, we do find a balance between the two of us. So I can say to you, hey man, rein it in, like you're going off the deep end right now. Yeah. Or I could say that's what a really- What do you really, mean, like how? Like what do you mean? You know, when you end? have certain ideas and sometimes you'll present an idea to me about a scene or about a script that you're writing or about a painting that you've done and I will take a look at it and I give you feedback. Oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah, okay. So what I wrote on this piece of paper and remember when I'm hearing things to me, I process through writing it and kind of synthesizing everything. And I said, in relation to Monica's idea, she's the ideas person and she finds somebody that's the skills person. And that's the balance between the two of them, right? I think the other piece that comes in was this idea of community, which we just talked about in the previous episode, was in the case, in Monica's case, she has to have a rapport with whoever, whatever artist or creative that she's going to reach out to. She needs to be able to know what their skill set is and she has to be able to articulate to them what her vision is, whether and so background is we know Monica through my brother. They work together at Arosti, so shout out to Arosti. But Monica is able, what we know from Monica is that she can clearly articulate her vision for something. And I remember one year we went to ACL, the music festival, and Monica had these really cool stickers. And right. it was like a Sasquatch. I have one on my, yeah, I have one on my guitar. On my guitar, it's, it's her face it's, on the Sasquatch. Yeah, it's famous, Monica's head on a Sasquatch body oh, yeah on the very famous patterson sasquatch like the video from 1967 somewhere in there they, they caught the thing on video yeah or on, on film yeah and he's standing there and he's looking off. everybody knows what this is so yeah <laughs> and so i we saw it on her water bottle yeah. she had it on her water bottle and we were like what in the world that's you where'd yeah, that come from yeah. and then she proceeded to explain to us that she had this idea and she ended up getting these stickers made yeah 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 get yoked yeah and so then she, th that was a, uh, another one which was like a i mean monica we're, we're totally just talking all about your stickers and stuff. yeah anyway get yoked is like it's got it's a it's an egg right yeah and because i have one on my guitar there too and it's like, like a, it's like a super muscular or egg. muscular that's it get yoked yeah. get like yeah yeah. Yeah. So anyways, all of that to be said was it's this to be creative. Again, we say looks different for everybody. Yeah. And in this particular case, you can say that a creative 
pair or partnership is one where you have somebody that can articulate their vision and somebody that can carry out the vision. Yeah, and I'm going to go back to it because now that we're more we're talking about it, the more I do feel like it has to start with somebody who has something to say. If they have a vision or an idea or whatever you want to call it. Um, and if once that's in place, then it's a matter of figuring out how to see that through, that idea to into something, turn it into something. And I, and I don't, uh, I've never played it in a band, but I, but I can think of this as being um, one of those things that's maybe really easy for everybody to understand because everybody loves music, right? Um, but in a band, you know, like I'll give the doors as an example, like Jim Morrison could write, um, he had a lot to say like verbally he had a lot to speak about um ray manzarek who he started it with was a keyboard player and they needed to piece together the rest of the band a bass player a drummer and a tambourine um, player <laughs> and cowbell? A lead, lead guitarist cowbell player <laughs> triangle player so but what they never found though was a, a bass guitarist so what did they have to do? They had to get creative. And Ray Manzarek, who was on the keyboard, his right hand became the bass guitarist. He just found the, the part of the keyboard where he could play the bass notes. And he played that with his right hand and he played the rest of the keyboard with his left hand and he played two roles. So, you know, it's it, it just, just like any other situation in life, take the art out of it, take whatever, but it's finding a way to do whatever it is you wanna do, whether it's build a house, get the yard mode, uh, install a sprinkler system or start a band. I mean, you got, you, that you can, any of those people can be creative. And we also said that before. So anyway, all right, I'm probably going so, off on a tangent. Well, I think the next piece that this ties nicely into, so I don't think we fully answered the question yet about what defines a creative, mm -hmm. but I want to bridge it to the topic of this conversation, okay. which is supposed to be about giving and receiving feedback. So in this very particular context, Monica mentioned being an ideas person or a skills person. And if there's at least two people in this creative partnership, right? There could be more than that. Yeah, there could be more. At, if there's at least There's two, usually more than one though. Yeah, I mean, you can think of it even as um, any kind of business is an example of some kind of creative endeavor, right? Yeah. So. In all of those situations, you got to be able to give feedback and receive feedback to progress. Yeah. Because if you are one, just wanting, again, that non-attachment comes back. If you're so stuck on your idea and it having to be that one particular way, you're going to hit some roadblocks along the way or you're probably going to hit roadblocks immediately because I guarantee the vision you had won't look the same to a person you're partnering with. So you might be the ideas person and somebody else might be the skills person or they might also be another ideas person. Or you might both person. be ideas people and both be skills people. But right. Yeah, you're right. So how do you, again, I'm tying this all into all of the things we've been talking about. How do you find the balance between the two of you and how do you take and give feedback so that it continues to propel you forward and not get you stuck in where you are or at a standstill to almost argue whose idea is better. Well, that's the hard part about any kind of 
especially w with any any of the creative creative arts um because it, there is no definitive it's not you know like the late great Kobe Bryant um you know I was such a fan of his but he he had figured out you know that once he was done playing basketball he was going to move on to something else and he didn't care about what the debate was about where he stood in the greatest of all time category because he 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 basically said himself I don't like playing games that I can't definitively win. So if I can't definitively win, then I'm not going to sit and argue with you about who's the best of all time. You know, there's no point in that. And so when you get into these creative arts things, that's the hard that's the hard part about it is there's no clear better or worse idea. It's just a matter of kind of who's leading it and and who's helping. And you know, it's 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 a tricky, tricky dance. It's a really tricky dance when you, especially if you get too many cooks in the kitchen. If you have too many people that are trying, that are ideas people, then then it's it's hard. It's hard. Um, I think it also goes back to what's your goal in this pursuit? Is it strictly about? somebody else acknowledging that your idea is good or great well, that's a trap or better or best no i know? think that's a trap you could fall into very easily well but there are some projects that are so personal to you that you that detachment thing that you say i feel like it doesn't apply in those cases because you 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 basically are going no this is me saying i've picked my path and i'm now staying on this path and well, i gotta see this through Okay, so uh, I understand that avenue. I understand that there should be passion and personal connection to whatever it is that I mean, it's you're be pliable putting somewhat. time into. Yeah. But yeah, that word pliable or um, again, it's like ask yourself, what is the point of this? Well, it, 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 it dawned on me, you know, not too long ago, and this was again in writing um when you have a partner and and um and you come to a crossroads of where it's basically your idea on one side and their idea on the other side and you know you can see how it it just is so difficult because they're giving you feedback on your idea and you're giving them feedback on you know theirs and and what I notice about artists more than anything else is that art forms are pliable, you know, art forms themselves, you know, musicians aren't limited to having to play an instrument, especially not now. Right. We all have been to concerts where we watch a DJ that we love and they've mixed it all together and it's all electronic. And so the art form itself is pretty pliable. But the further you go down the path of having these things to say that are very important to you the less pliable the artist gets so the art form is pliable but the artist is not yeah and so that's one that's when part of it is getting comfortable with positive reinforcement well and also and i want to uh, there's something else and i think I, I, I don't know i could be totally wrong and totally um off base with this but i've started to look at feedback a different way because I kind of thought about it last or I was talking about it last episode and finding people that already kind of love the stuff you do They they dig what you do 
they just naturally already like have a taste for what it is you're trying to put down. And you probably will have a taste for what it is that they're trying to put down. And once you find those people, again, I say hold them close, but I have a real, I have some specific things I think about when I'm, th- when I'm thinking about feedback now, especially. Okay. Um, and number one, I think the biggest mistake that, that artists make, especially in the independent world or in the creative moonlighting phase, is that they want to take feedback from anyone who will give it to them because they're just happy to have someone read their stuff or they're just happy to have someone watch their stuff. So they're willing to take feedback from any of those people. And then they've been, you know, the world kind of teaches you you're supposed to be open about things, but their idea of open means I'm gonna take every piece of feedback and then try to adhere to that person's feedback. That person has not put near the amount of thought into their feedback as you have into the project itself, probably. But then you start trying to take that feedback and then what happens? The next piece of feedback you get contradicts the first piece of feedback you got. And now you're backtracking and trying to change something to go that direction. And then you get a third piece of feedback and it contradicts both of those other ones and you're trying to fix that. Now you're trying to please everybody and as they say, when you try to please everyone, you please no one. And so what I've tried to do is really focus on the people who already kind of have a tendency to like what I, what it is that I do. And I just know that not everybody's gonna like what I do and I'm gonna have a smaller audience, that's okay. But the specific thing that I think about, and this actually came from Tim Ferriss, this is not from me, um, but I thought he said it perfectly. What he said was, uh, if even one person says that I should keep something, then it stays. And this is if he's like editing a piece that he wrote. But if even one person says that that part of what he wrote was good, he keeps it, it stays no matter what. Because mm-hmm. his thinking is that if I if I share it with 10 people, okay, if I share it for 10 people and one person says that something should stay, then he thinks that that translates to if I shared it or if I managed to get this piece to a million people, that means 100,000 people of them are gonna love it it's definitely should stay. Mm-hmm. So he's just doing the the basic, you know, numbers. Numbers game on it. And and I I I tend to th- I mean now the trick of course, not if you're him in his case he's found a way to do that, but the trick of course is to get to be able to share it from 10 from 10 to a million. Now yeah. that's that's a marketing thing. I mean thing. he's talking well, that's on a marketing a, thing. on a on a large scale. Yeah, but he's that- talking in millions and if if one in every, you know, yeah, but 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 what I'm saying is the material itself is good if one out of ten like it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's ten percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's saying if you had ten percent of a massive population, it'll prove to you that it's good. So, if one out of ten don't like, it, or if one out of ten likes something in there, it's probably good. Keep it. You got to find a way to get it to more people. Yeah. And that's the trick, you know. So it's not, and it's not about changing your your course every every time you get feedback from someone. And that's where it's really hard because, you know, people want to stay open minded and they want to. But but it's tough because if you if you're too open minded about that, once you've chosen your path, I think you have to have the balls to stay on the path. Well, definitely you you have to acknowledge that you're not going to please everybody. Yeah, I'll concede to that. I'm still stuck on. Well, and yeah, I was talking a bunch. I'm still stuck on the comment you made about. Just if you know that there's an audience that does like 
what you've produced, then you're going to continue. Those people. Don't try gonna, to serve the people that don't like your stuff. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense to me at all to to try to f- go out of my way to serve the people that already are criticizing my shit. You know what I mean? Like if they don't like it, they don't like it. I can't sell them on it. So I got to find the people who do like it and get it to them. They're the ones that I care about, right? I mean, that's my thinking. I, again, it's it's definitely not the way that most people are taught to think about that. Okay, so you are mainly discussing receiving feedback here. Yes, and just knowing if you create something that you want to find an audience for. I'm, I'm actually so, mainly discussing the audience piece, but okay. the feedback goes, it also plays into it as well. Okay. Um, what about thoughts on giving feedback? Ooh, that's a tough one. That is a, I mean, creative digits are very sensitive and you don't want to go cutting on them. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not good at it. I'll just I know, tell, I'll tell you would, right now, I'm not good at it. I would bet, you know, the five love languages. Yeah. I wonder how many artists love language is words of affirmation. I don't know, <laughs> but but I, you swear I, that's mine. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like artists need words. Well, of and I will say I'm much more open to, and you're the mo- you're the hardest critic I have far and away because you're the one I show everything to. And over the years, what I've noticed is that if you come in and you immediately say something cool about something that I did, I'm more inclined to like hear whatever negative thing that you have to say about it but if you start off with two negative th- I'm like man I don't know it's, it's just tough but again so all of it's very hard receiving feedback's very hard look knowing how to look at it is very hard I feel like I've rounded out some rules for myself at least for the time being but those are going to change I'm sure um, over time I, as far as giving feedback goes that's another thing about knowing like the person the person that you are giving feedback to I feel like they gotta be (laughs) they basically have to come at you and say please 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 know that this isn't gonna hurt any part of our relationship there's not gonna be anything I just need to know honestly what you think sucked about this you know and if someone comes at me that way I'm much more inclined to tell them something that I think sucked and and if I don't think anything sucks, then I then I won't. But but if it's just hey, check this out, it's like it's it's tough because you know, and you can always tell too how serious they are about something whenever they send it. You know, it's not like you know most days you're not dealing with somebody sending you, um, you know, something that they just poured their heart and soul into. Most of the time, it's like just you know something something for kicks or whatever, and it's like get a look at this. You know, yeah. Um, so all of your comments I can see are straight from the heart. Like you're talking really passionately about this. I am. This. I am. I didn't mean yeah. to. Yeah. No, why not? Well, I mean, I, I, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I guess I did mean to. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad you are. I can see it's something that's on the top of your mind. Um, I, I'm ready to give my top three. I wrote them while you were talking. <laughs> okay. Kind of went on some long strings I, of consciousness there. I did. Uh, I'm not criticizing that. I'm just oh. saying I noticed. Okay. Okay. Well, I accept that. Okay. So um, I'm going to go first because mm-hmm. I said I'm ready to do it. Go ahead. Okay. So my top three in regards to 
giving and receiving feedback. And I also think it ties into being a creative, going back to Monica's question. Yeah. Okay. So my very first one, I'm actually going out of order and the way I wrote them on my paper, but um, in remember, this is just, I heard your words. It made me think of things. Okay. So my first one is when you're giving or receiving feedback, either of those, it needs to be articulated beforehand what the goal was. Okay, so if, if if you wrote a scene, I need to know what the point of that scene was. What what was supposed to get accomplished in that scene? If you were going to create a sticker, I need to know why you wanted that sticker created and um, how, you, you know, I don't even know if I needed to know how. I just needed to know why you were doing something. Yeah. Okay. So I think that when giving and receiving like what feedback, I was trying to get out to do. Yeah. The whole purpose of this, this story, this scene, this piece of art, this sticker. Now, that's a great point, because if you're going to receive feedback, it's only going to be as productive as it, as you set it up. Because if you just Correct. say, tell me whatever you think of it. This happened to me with Silverfish. Correct. I damn near lost a friend over it. And it was just one of those things where it was like, wait, I wasn't asking you to change. I wasn't asking you to rewrite the thing in your mind and do what you would have done if you wrote it. I was asking you and what uh, apparently I did a poor job of setting it up. You know, I really didn't. I just handed the script to, you know, go for it. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't that's really not going out, to doesn't help be, them either. It's not going to be as productive and it doesn't give them, it doesn't give either of you guys, either people involved. Right. A um, target. Yeah. Okay. So let me clarify again where, where I was going with this. I think Prior to giving or receiving feedback, it needs to be very evident to both parties what the goal was of that. Yeah. That, yeah. Whatever that well, is. Okay. And back to that example, I handed it over and that person was like, oh, yeah, I want to change everything about it and I want to direct it. It's like, wait, you want to take this and do it yourself, but in the way that you would want to do it. Correct. It's like, no, that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> you <know>? So... <laughs> So what's the goal? Establish that. And then when you receive, when you give the feedback or you receive the feedback, that feedback should be focused on how that goal was met or not met and specific evidence of why that goal was met or why it wasn't is constructive for everybody. Yeah. And I really, really want to get my writing partner, Alex, on here to talk about this because he has a lot of thoughts on this. We've been going through it together. And he's the kind of guy that will take bad feedback and pin it up on his wall and look at it the whole time that he's writing. And that he's a fighter, obviously. That's the sign of somebody who is in their like they they can they will fight their way out of a situation uh, because they care. Right. And they, they're 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 trying to be better. You know, that's that's the whole purpose. But I've only had a few drawback thoughts on that, which were. If you put that there, now that piece of feedback, which was one person's opinion, now you're writing for that person all the time who doesn't like your shit to begin with. So it it again, it it, it it's counterintuitive in my mind. But to him, again, I want to have him on here because I know he could spell out exactly why he feels that that's an important thing to do. Um, so note to self for later okay. episode. So that's my first okay. top three, right? Establish the goal, f 
focus on when the feedback on how or why the goal was met or not met. Yeah. Okay. With specific evidence. I think that's constructive and that's helpful. Okay. The second um, top three of mine in regards to giving and receiving feedback is to establish in everybody involved how the feedback cycle is going to go. So um, whether you're the ideas person or you're the skills person, right? You have to be clear with, um, again, I'm going to articulate what I observe. I'm going to articulate if that goal was met. And I'm, I'm thinking to a very structured conversation that I facilitate whenever I'm working. And it's called the what, gut, so what, now what? Oh, explain that. Okay, so basically, typically this is used whenever people are analyzing data. Right. They have a they and it could be any any amount of data. It could be performance data or like sales data. It could be classroom observation data, whatever it is, right? So the reason why there's four questions, what, gut, so what, now what, is because it gives space for dialogue. What's what? So the what is what stands out to you in this data. Okay. Okay. Gut. The gut is gut instinct. How does it make you feel? Yeah. People need space for emotions in it. Gotcha. So you have to provide that. That's a really good thing. So what is, why does it matter? Why does everything you just talked about, why does that even matter for the goal that we're trying to accomplish? And then now what is, now what are we going to do about it? And when you say the now what piece, it's super specific on what amount of time. Like, okay, I'm going to revise this scene and I have a week to do it. And then we're going to do another feedback cycle. And I'm going to tell you the goal of that scene. Yeah. And then you're going to tell me. And you can choose to do all f- four parts of that. Or you could not. You could just stick with what my top. My first one was. What's the goal? Did it happen? Did you accomplish it? Or did yeah. you not? Right. So that was my second of my top two. Okay. Yeah. So my second was. Let me clarify that again. Establish how the feedback cycle will go. And one example of that was you kind of ask those four questions. What, gut, so what, now what? And it gives some space in this feedback cycle for people to react and like process yeah. what that feedback is. Yeah, that's great. Okay. I'm going to write that down myself. Okay. And then my third one um, is to expect healthy doses of resistance and discomfort. So <laughs> No shit. Yeah. So throughout giving feedback or receiving feedback that is a very uncomfortable and to some people unnatural thing to do Um, especially if I really respect you especially if I am if I love you you know if I um, admire you giving and receiving feedback is really hard because you want to preserve that person's intelligence dignity um, confidence. You want to preserve all of it, yeah. right? So it needs to be laid out, like it needs to be understood from the beginning. And oftentimes when we say the word understood, it's not understood. No, no, it's not. I think it, it has it to be said right before. Yes. Okay. So at some some way, whether it's written or or said verbally, it must be communicated yeah. that, 
Hey. And it can't just be said, hey, this isn't personal, but. Yeah. Because right before someone, right when someone says this isn't personal, they're about to say some really personal shit. It's like, like <laughs> back in like early uh, to in no 2010. Offense, no offense yeah. Thing. The whole scene where the girl would always say something really offensive and then she'd go, no offense. Yeah. But, yeah. Know. That makes it all better. So, yeah, that's the third of my top three in regards to giving and receiving feedback is just expect some healthy doses of resistance and discomfort and any growth or progress that happens. Think back. All of us can think back to an instance that we experienced in our life. And if it was a challenge we had to overcome and we probably view it as a huge success because there was discomfort along the way and we found a way to work through it. Okay. those are my three. Okay, my three. Uh, I'm gonna be as quick as I can. Number one, and it, I, I, this this one came up as you were talking, but number one is decide how attached you are to whatever it is you're creating. I mean, there are some projects I work on where I'm there to serve somebody else's vision, and I know that right out of the gates. I'm, I, I'm I've acted in tons of stuff for other people that it wasn't about me. It was about what I wanted to try to get done for them. However, what I've noticed is the more that I've done stuff, the more I become attached to that being my own. So I have to determine going into any project how attached I'm going to be to this and in what way. Am I going to get really attached to one character? Am I going to get really attached to the whole damn thing? What is it going to be? Excuse me, i am got the allergy bug. Uh, but once I've got that, yeah. Once I've got that figured out, then it's basically the whole feedback thing when you start making something Then it is very simple for me. I try to get it to people that I think would probably like it or at least have shown to be interested in things that that I've done in the past. I'm not just gonna go hand it to somebody. Like I've had some terrible reviews on movies and stuff. I'm not gonna go pass my next movie along to that person who gave it the shittiest review because I'm not a sadist for one thing, but but secondly, I don't expect them to like it because they're not, we don't, we obviously don't, our, our minds don't jibe, you know? So I'm going to hand it to the people that I think might or have liked something in the past. And then I'm going to be more inclined to listen to that, that person's feedback because if they if they don't like this this new thing, but they liked something old, then it's sort of like, you know, being a Pearl Jam fan in the 90s when Vitalogy came out, you know? You look back on it and that third album was awesome, cool now, but it kind of broke a lot of people away from being super diehard Pearl Jam fans. Um, so you, I with, loved that album. Yeah, oh, I, I actually, I do too, but a lot of other people. It's the one with the lamb on the front. No, no, no. That's that's versus. Oh, which one's Vitality? That's the third third one. Or which I don't know. It might have not been the third one, Evenflow? but it was the black one. It was that black one, oh, I think. Oh, jeez. Um, so Never anyway, mind. I think that broke off a, a, a lot of fans, at least from what I remember. I could be totally wrong about this, by the way. But um, anyway, that that that's the thing is I, I, I try to get it to people that I think might dig it. And if they don't, then I do want to know why. So um, hold on. I'm losing my train of thought, the train of thought here. So yeah. the first one was decide how attached you are yeah, to something. The second one is figure out who it is you want to share it with. Okay. Right. And I try to get it to people that I think might like it. Okay. And if they don't, then yes, I definitely want to know why. But I also try to get that that upfront. Hey, th- I was trying to achieve this. Did that happen? Or would, if not, why? And then the last thing is like if I'm making cuts on something, um, 
and this is particularly true with movies. If someone says, if like I said, if one person says something should stay, it definitely stays. But if multiple pl- people say that something should be cut, I also cut it because I feel like multiple, like if I'm playing by the same rule of the one to 10 thing, if more than one person says this, like I can take one and say, all right, that's just one person's opinion. But if more than one person says this needs to go or this wasn't working, then it's like, oh man, that probably okay. means a whole bunch of people. So think that's that it's keeping not. you honest then. Yeah. What because- do you mean? Well, it's keeping you honest because you can't you you can't apply. I can't a use rule. the one to ten whenever it works for me. Exactly. And not, right. That's right. You can't apply a rule to. Although I do kind of break it. Because, something that works in your favor. Well, and, if one person says I should keep something, one out of ten says I should keep something, I keep it. But if one person out of ten says that I should cut something, I still keep it. It takes two people out of ten. <laughs> you know, it really defeats our rule in our marriage of three. Uh, yeah. Because normally we say three pieces of evidence to support your argument and you're using just one piece of it. Well, I, no, I'm using 10 because I, I give it to 10. And no, if I can you're get not t- using 10. 10. You're using one favorable response. Yeah, but there's and- 10 people who have read the thing. If nine out of 10 hate it and one likes it, I think that I need to find the other group of people that are like that one. Well, and there and and look, then I know your that sounds, audience needs to be thirty. No, well, the audience is to go, fit our rule of three. No, well, what what it what it tells you is that your audience isn't going to be big. So, like, if you hand it to ten people and eight out of ten people love it, well, then you know you have a chance to sell a blockbuster movie, maybe. But I don't make those kinds of movies. At least I haven't so far. So I know it's not going to be eight. It, it, it's going to be closer to one and I'll be happy if it's one. So what I have to do is basically say to myself, I'm looking for one. And then I can know that there's a small audience out there that this could serve, that this could be cool for. Otherwise, no one's going to get a bang out of this thing. You know what I mean? And that's my thinking on it. It's a, it's a small, it's a small minded th- thing, but it's, but it's not when you really, if it were to stretch and go to a bigger audience, it would be because you happen to get it out to enough people so that enough people could hate it and therefore enough people on the backside could like it. Yeah, but you weren't listening to what my point was. Wait, what's your point? My point was if we're following the rules of what we decide in our marriage, marriage, then three, you have to have three positives to support, in this case, keeping it. Well, you said one out of 10. Well, to stick with your three, you need to have three out of 30. You needed oh, to give it to 30 people. I got people. you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't scaling it with I wasn't me. scaling it with you. Yeah. Well, that's a special marriage rule, maybe. Mm, I don't know. I, I think it's a pretty strong one. It's a it's a strong one, but it but I, I haven't been equating those two. But yeah, but I guess your, yeah, your math is obviously better than mine, so yeah. Yeah, it's proportional reasoning. <laughs> 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 All right, so... Um, Okay, I, I was tracking your top three there. So you said attachment to the to the project or to whatever it is, um, knowing your audience, who your people are, and then you have kind of a rule for cutting or keeping scenes. Yeah. Or keeping, cutting, cutting or keeping whatever it is that yeah. you just did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. All right, well, so Monica, going back, you started us on this, um, on this long uh, journey to figure out what we think about being a creative and giving and receiving feedback. Um, I hope that that at least sparks some thinking on your end. Yeah. For- 
any any of the things that you plan to do, but also, you know, when it comes to all that stuff, I, it sounded like Denise thought I was talking passionately about it, which I may have been. Uh, it just means I have a lot of thoughts on it, but I don't necessarily think that those thoughts apply to everyone. So keep that in mind as well. well take, right take now, it with a grain of salt for sure. Yeah, on, I mean, honestly, right now you're in the um, right in the middle of writing a, a screen, and it's play. in the hardest part. It's yeah. in the hardest part where stuff's getting cut, stuff's getting added, stuff's getting talked about in a way where you're like, hey, I didn't ever see it going in this direction. Sorry. Yeah. Know? Or so, <laughs> whatever. You know? Applying my healthy doses of resistance and discomfort, you're yeah. living it. Yeah, I'm living that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. You got to uh, walk the walk. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be able to sit here and talk the talk. Yeah, All really. Right. Okay, well cheers and uh thanks for joining us you guys we'll be back um later this week with another episode to be determined all right okay Bye. adios Bye.